All right, guys. So welcome to the first episode of the Chatters Box podcast. Jaron Kivyet here. I'll be joined um, weekly by Josh Wolf, who's a top prospect in the Cleveland Guardians organization. Um, you know, me and Josh uh, have been talking about starting this podcast for months leading up to today, uh, leading up to today. Uh, basically, we wanted to give you guys um, a deeper look on uh, the lives of those around Major League Baseball. We're going to start by interviewing um, players, um, especially the younger players around our age, the Gen Z players. But then as we get more into more into things, we're going to interview executives, scouts, agents, members of the media, influencers, you name it, anyone around the game of baseball who could be an interesting guest. We'd love to eventually have on. But uh, yeah, guys, I mean, a lot of you guys know me as New York Mets News. Um, I had always wanted to start a podcast, but... You know, I've been offered to start a Mets podcast by many people, and I understand that my fan base is mostly Mets fans. But um, I wanted to tap into a, a into a bigger audience and focus on the game of baseball rather than just the Mets. Not to mention, there's like a million Mets podcasts, so I just thought it'd be way cooler to start a baseball podcast. And I want to do it with Josh uh, because, as as he's going to tell you, he's very very connected in that world. He lives it as a pitcher, so. Uh, you know, Josh, uh, introduce yourself to the people and uh, welcome to Chatter's Box. Yeah, so I'm Josh Wolf. I'm a pitcher in the Cleveland Guardians organization. Um, Jaron had reached out to me with this idea and immediately I thought that's, you know, I loved it and I thought it was a great idea because I feel like there's not a lot of baseball podcasts out there that really get like the young big leaguers. Um, and I think that's something that we can tap into uh, with who I know. Another cool thing is for me is I'm being able to do this while I'm progressing through the minor leagues and hopefully into the major leagues. And I think it's another cool thing is I can kind of share what I'm going through and be able to talk to players that I've been playing with, playing with currently, maybe in the future uh, against and just like have those conversations and um, make it fun for the fans to hear. So, yeah, so I thought that was a great idea and I, you know, I can't wait to do this and, start interviewing these guys and you know i know a lot of people in baseball so i think players wise we're gonna have some cool guests on oh 100 and you know for those of you guys who don't know i'm sure we'll get a lot of mets fans yes this is the same josh wolf who was in that francisco lindor carlos carrasco trade yes he is still alive yes he's doing great um and i think like josh just said i think it's it's great that um we have two different perspectives we have one from josh's uh, lens you know top prospect he's been drafted he's he's grown up around guys like Brett Beatty and um Shane Boz and he's he's played with some top players and he eventually hopes to be one of those top players himself in a, in a couple years and gets to the major leagues so off the bat he, he brings that baseball perspective as an actual player on the flip side I bring more of like a social media influencer slash like journalistic perspective where I've been covering the game very closely for close to a decade now um and I think combined, you know, between my, you know, me and Josh's like young ages and just our willingness to learn more and, you know, being open-minded and talking to other people, I, we really feel like you guys will enjoy this podcast on a weekly basis. And yeah, we're very excited to kick things off here. Yeah, especially, you know, our first guest uh, will be Shane Boz. Um, and he's a stud, ready pitcher, first round pick, was also in a big trade like I was. And um, I think, again, like that guy, you know, a guy, guy like that is going to be a, a top pitcher in the league in these next couple of years. 
So who better to start off than that guy? Shane, uh, you know, just to go straight into it, just kind of high school wise, um, the events that you went to, you know, you went to PG National, you went to the All-American Games, just, you know, what was your favorite event out of those? And who are the best players from those events that you'd play with? And then just who do you feel like from those events when you saw them, you knew just straight up would be stars in the future? I'd say my favorite was USA just because we got to do uh, we got to do so much as far as as a team, like get to, you know, go train and and actually in Houston for a few weeks and then go to Mexico for a few weeks and get to play all these countries. So I would say that was the coolest um, starting with one hundred and eight players and seeing guys from everywhere was awesome. Um but I think guys that really stood out was like guys like Joe Adele, um, who was like 96 off the mound and like won all the home run derbies. And then you had like Hunter Green, like throwing 100 miles an hour when I'm like 17 years old. And I'm just like the first time I've ever seen anything like that. And then I'm trying to think of some other guys. I mean, watching Nick Allen and like Bryce Terang like play up the middle I hadn't seen infielders that good and um yeah it was it was very shocking the first time that I saw how much talent was uh was there yeah so you play with and against these guys and then you still have a senior season to go to where you're facing high schoolers and in this case I didn't hit off you but I did pitch <laughs> against you your yeah. senior year so you know the the average high schooler who goes to math class and you know has a game that night doesn't really you know phase 98 that often so just yeah going into those games what was your mindset like did you because i know for me for example when i was in high school as a senior i just felt like there was no chance anyone can touch me so like was that the same yeah. kind of mindset you took like i faced all these guys and those all those great tournaments were these are the best of the best and now i have to yeah. face these guys who are you know going to college for for mathematics <laughs> yeah yeah it's definitely you know obviously when you play the better guys you start to like pitch you know a little more I don't know if it's a little smarter you know you're not just gonna throw like a 2-0 fastball down the middle every at bat so but going back to you know the high school team was like okay I just need to not walk anyone like there's no point in pitching around any of these guys, you know, as, as opposed to like maybe, you know, a four hole with a couple of guys on, you're like, eh, I don't want to throw them anything good during the summer against all those, you know, the all American games and all that. But yeah, I think it just gave you like a little confidence, confidence boost going back. For sure. No, I yeah. think also, you know, it's funny, Jaron, you don't know this, but, for example, like that game that I pitched against Shane, <laughs> Shane, Shane had started and then uh, they took the lead and then he went out of the game and then we came back and it was, I think like four to four and like the sixth inning. I'm a yeah, sophomore at the time. It was a good game. I came in and <laughs> I, uh, I faced one guy, he get on, get some base. I think Shane was the second guy up and I believe I hung a curveball. I really good this. breaking ball. Yeah. yeah. And, and Shane, Shane hit it off the fence to right <laughs> field. So just to show you, Shane was a very good hitter too. 
But then uh, we ended up losing the game because of me. But yeah, that was a pretty funny thing. But then um, another thing that I just remember in high school was Shane's dad was a big deal. He was like a celebrity because he would <laughs> he would come to these games with it felt like a new car every time. Yeah. And like I'm talking about like nice, nice cars. And then looking, you know, to where Shane made his debut, he became even more of a celebrity yeah. because of how macho he was. So yeah. Is that cool <laughs> to see for you? Just like the recognition your dad got when you debuted? It is. I mean, I think everybody that knows him just about loves him and he's a real genuine dude and uh he just he likes cars he uh he likes to work out still um but yeah he seeing him like i got so much so many texts and calls about him just hey dude i saw your dad on tv like tell him he still looks jacked and all this stuff and he just yeah i mean he's like a larger than life kind of figure even for me like the amount of people that know him and that he knows is just like endless. No, it's really funny, Shane, because I was as I was telling you in the first version of this interview, like I was asking our followers, um, what <laughs> would they like to see us ask you? And so many people were like, Yeah, ask him about his dad, Raj. And yeah. <laughs> know what kind, of, what kind of figure he is based off that. So I do want to ask, I did ask you this last time too. Who would win an arm wrestling match? Him or Marcus Stroman's dad, Earl Stroman? I mean, that would be like heavyweight matchup. Like that would be uh that would be must watch TV. I'd have to go with my dad just uh being biased just because of how I don't think I've ever beaten him in arm wrestling. So I feel like he uh don't lose. <laughs> he's got the he's got the big hands too. Like I got him too, but He's just like he's got the the big strong hands and it it helps him for sure. Does he like because of this? Because I'm sure he knew about like the publicity he was getting right after. Did he not? <laughs> not at no all. clue. No. Like he was just like, man. So many people have been texting me, like saying that they saw me on TV. I'm like, yeah, dude. They're doing like bits about you. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was about to say, like, you know, that was your first year in pro in in the big leagues, right? Yeah you're going to have a very long career where I'm sure he's going to keep getting on TV. You got to tell him, I feel like you got to stay in some good shape, right? Like at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think it motivates him a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Like I think it does. Cause he's like, man, like everyone saw me the first year and you know, five years down the road or however long, if he, you know, lets himself go, there's going to be this. I told him there's yeah. side by sides, you know, before and afters so <laughs> i think it gives him a little Bob? motivation <laughs> yeah exactly um so shane last time we did ask you um about your uh, playoff prediction at the time we were entering the wild card weekend fast forward we're now entering super bowl weekend i mean newsflash your cowboys lost obviously we all knew <laughs> that um, don't remind me honestly <laughs> i think my picks were awful anyway so it's a good thing that they're uh oh yeah they're lost. Yeah. I didn't expect the Eagles and Chiefs to be in there. Um, so who do you got in the Super Bowl? Honestly, I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm okay. taking the Chiefs by about I got Chiefs by 10. I think there'll be a little trash time. Eagles probably down by like 13 or 17, and 
maybe kick a field goal or score a touchdown and cover the spread. The Chiefs by ten. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what the spread is. <laughs> I don't either, but <laughs> I got I got Chiefs Chiefs by ten. I'm gonna say 34-24. I think the Eagles are favorites, right? I think they're the favorites they right be. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll I mean, be a good Super Bowl. Actually, worked that well. This whole. I mean, I just don't think you can bet against Pat Mahomes ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that now that Brady's out of the league, I mean, he's got to carry the league. I mean, dude, he's the best right now. I feel like he but, played baseball too, right? Yeah, yeah, his yeah. His dad was, played in the big leagues. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and then uh, did I see his dad league. the other day pop up. He's, I'm smoking that burrow. He's got he's that's got, so <laughs> funny. That's a character. Yeah, I need to get Raj on some bits like that. Exactly. Oh. He needs like a punchline. Just turn into Levar Ball. <laughs> Exactly. Baseball needs a LeVar ball too. Like that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I the th- yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So um, real quick, Shane, because last time um, you mentioned that you ran into Kevin Durant um, in the Olympics, right? A couple of years ago. Would yeah. you mind just going into that? I know you told me last time, but obviously that footage is gone now, but I think that was a really cool story. Yeah. So, kind of sharing that whole experience with uh, KD and team USA. And what was it? Yeah. Uh-huh, in Tokyo, and I mean, we were going into opening ceremony, so we kind of had to, like, take a bus to this massive uh, stadium and then kind of walk through the stadium and um, across the field and watch the ceremony. And they kind of had it broken up by sport, and they put, like, baseball with the men and women's basketball teams. So, like... You know, I'm, we're just, like, in a big waiting room with, like, KD and, like, Draymond Green and, like, JaVale McGee. Like, it was nuts just, like, seeing how – seeing all of them together. Like, it was pretty funny. And then, like, the women's players were just, like, six seven, six eight, and just all just looked like crazy athletes. But – so, me and Joe Ryan were, like, walking in the stadium and – KD was like, you know, like, what sport do y'all play? And we're like, oh, we play baseball. And he's like, really? Like, are you any good? And we were like, yeah, like, we're, we think we're good. Like, (laughs) kind of like, yeah, kind of. And he's like, what's your ERA? And Joe's like, uh, mine right now is like a two. And I'm like, uh, mine's probably like a two something, like a two five. I don't know. And he's like, you're a pitcher and you don't know your ERA? Like, and I was just like more shocked at how he knew what that was than yeah. anything. And I was just like, "Oh yeah, man, like sorry." And there's no way he, he can grow like, his field goal percentage. Imagine just I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, "Yeah, okay, what are you shooting from free throw? Yeah, yeah, free throw line this year." <laughs> but he he was cool. I mean, he definitely like knew his stuff. And he was like, "What's y'all's names?" And like introduce ourselves. And he's like, "All right, like I'll be." I'll be watching how y'all do. He's like, who's throwing the first game? He's like, Joe's like, I am. He's like, all right, bro, like, good luck. And he was cool, dude, really cool. So you guys meddled. So I was saying, you guys meddled in the Olympics. Do you still have the medal? Yeah, I have it in my my safe. (laughs) You got that in the safe? I was about to say, do you have it, like, framed or anything? But you have it in the safe. No, uh, I have it in like the little. They gave us like a little circle case for it, and I honestly have taken it out like maybe once. But you don't, you don't like to just look people at like. It? Get, 
No, I mean, <laughs> apparently people get them like insured and everything. And I'm like, man, I think if I lost this, like, I'd just be like, oh, well, you know. If you were to sell that, old. how much How much could that go for, you think? <laughs> I mean, they're saying it's like, it's like a few thousand dollars worth of silver. Mm-hmm. Like just the, I don't know, scrap silver, but I have no idea. Yeah, that's a good question, though. Just because baseball is like rarely, like they're never in the Olympics, like now. No. So yeah, they took it out of the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, I guess if I'm ever strapped for cash, I can take the pawn shop or something. I don't know, eBay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a good keepsake. I'll probably, I'll probably, you know, keep it in the safe for a while and, you know, bring it out. I don't know. I don't. I don't like to brag about stuff so you uh I like to keep it in the safe <laughs> have you gotten your own house yet or are you still living yeah out? i moved into my own townhouse in uh in houston so it's going good so far i feel like you could probably make a pretty cool like baseball shrine is that something that you're planning on doing yeah i'm working on like a game room um downstairs right now but i have like the rays actually made me like a massive um they framed it it was my debut jersey uh lineup card and then there's like a like a almost like a stat line kind of thing and it's i mean it's huge like it's probably five feet wide and has the jersey in there and everything so that's definitely like the nicest thing i have but i've got like a couple of rays i got some neon signs and uh stuff like that and uh, I have a Pirates one too, but um, just like I got some good sports memorabilia in there. Do Not you think too much that, myself uh, yet, though. Yeah, well, I was going to say, do you think that like, you know, in, in all these other sports, they do jersey swaps, right? Yeah. Do you think that in baseball, that's something that would be pretty cool to have in the big leagues? Or would do you think <laughs> that players wouldn't want to do that? It happens all the time. So at the beginning of the year, usually you go through your schedule and you'll say like, okay – with one of the clubhouse, you know, managers and say like, okay, I'm going to order an Otani Jersey. We play them. I'm going to order like a, a Miguel Cabrera Jersey. We play them. And then whenever they do come in town, you have their Jersey bought and you send it to the other clubhouse and get them to sign it. Like that was one thing I learned this year that happens quite a bit. Did you do that to anybody or not yet? I haven't done it yet. I didn't really know about it. And they were saying, like, most of the time you, you want to order the jersey, like, at spring training. So, they're all they're all already in during the season. So, I might try and do some this year. I don't yeah, think anybody that's... would want mine. But, well, Shane, <laughs> but... Now, now you're playing every team around the league, not just – Yeah. Not just interleague play anymore. So, uh-huh. you got to hear the list. Like, who are you going to go for now? That you can oh, do? man. I got to get a trout. Um, I think a trout, Harper – Otani, Judge, um, those would probably be the position players I would want. And then pitchers, I would definitely need like a JV, DeGrom, Scherzer. Like, All those guys right there. Love it. Yeah. Like that's just – like I would kill for some uh, guys that aren't playing anymore. Like, I mean, people getting like Pujols jerseys last year. Like I'm like, dude, I missed out. But – yeah, that's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say also um, for the jerseys, you know, uh, 
when you do send them over, is there a chance that those guys say no? Oh, for sure. Like, usually they say, like, hey, we'll sign stuff. You know, it's three or four game series. Like, we'll sign stuff the first day, and then after that, like, we're not signing anymore. Which I kind of understand. You know, you don't want to be sitting in your locker just signing <laughs> Sign stuff. When you, have, when you have to prepare for games, you know, every day and hitters are going over this and that or a, a starter is pitching that day maybe and he's got to do scouting report stuff. But, um, yeah, usually you want to get it done the first day of the series. Some, I feel like that's got to be – not want to do it. <laughs> when you you know when you're back and you if you end up doing that if you yeah. for example like if you get like a trout jersey and he sees okay like i don't know if he's gonna see your name like you know he he requested it but he sees that you know okay shane boss wanted a signed jersey then you face him that's gotta feel a little weird on his part like this guy for sure. just asked me to sign this jersey now i gotta face him and then I mean, you strike him out. That's got to be pretty, pretty yeah. demeaning. You might know? not want to sign it after that. No, uh, that's what I'm he probably is like, you know, he's probably used to it at this point. Oh, for sure, yeah. I I'm could sure, definitely for see him and Otani. Like, uh, yeah. you know, those guys are are. It's good because you know baseball needs it, but I think those guys should be huge stars, and especially Otani. I feel like he's becoming bigger and bigger. Yeah. So he started that. You see the New Balance deal that he signed? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah, so that's that. yeah. I I'd love to know the specs of that deal just to see like what they're giving them and stuff. <laughs> just to compare it to, to my yeah. deal of like six years. I <laughs> bet I bet it's insane. Yeah, it's got you know seven. I bet it's eight nine. Are you figures. with a Are you with a shoe company right now? I'm not. I just am with Rawlings right now. So you're a free agent. Free agent. Come you, bid. Hey, Wilson, uh, Under Armour, Nike, Adidas, anyone listening? He's yeah, here. go for it. <laughs> I love Rawlings. Do, uh, so I've been with know, Rawlings my whole career. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Wilson oh, guy. Oh. I got I to gotta deal with them. But uh, if, you know, we're talking about the LeVar ball, you know, of baseball. But uh, what oh, about triple, triple B shoes? You know, that actually, uh, they funny enough, they had a tryout in Houston, Further, you remember that league they did way in, like back in the day, like oh, was, like, like the Big Three or something, whatever that league was, the JBL. It was like the Lavar Ball League, and oh. they had a tryout in Houston, and it was at my dad's gym. And you know, I talked to one of the head guys, and I was like, you know, you guys don't have a big baller brand baseball cleat, and he's just like, yeah, you know what, you're right. Do we need to make one of those? I said, yeah, I think a lot of baseball players would wear that. So, hey, if they if they come back with big baller brand cleats. Dude, I'll try them. <laughs> I'll try them. You can I be mean, baller uh, Boz. Yeah. <laughs> Big Boz brand. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, whoever sends me free cleats, like, I will wear them. I, I don't discriminate. What is your favorite cleat? Do you have a favorite cleat, like, right now? I wore the Nikes last year. They had an all black. I don't know why I like the all black. Like I got them on right now. Like I just wear all black shoes like almost every day, but um, my cleats are all black. So they had a pair of all black cleats that I wore all last year, but and the year before actually. But before that, I used to like some of the Adidas ones when they came out with like the Ultra Boost. They were pretty good, and then wore New Balances for a couple years. Like I might go back to New Balance, so I don't know. Do you alternate every start or is it just like, no, if it, I'll pick st- like, 
I'll like try a bunch during spring training and then pick one. That, and that I one want, cleats, the one you're rolling with the not, whole year. Yeah, like I had one pair of cleats that I wore like the past two years in a row. Not in the same way. I They're feel like it's, it's it's yeah. I don't know. Like there's some guys that I see like they'll you know they'll give their cleats away even like and then they'll start yeah. with pitchers. You know, I just feel like. Once you get comfortable, you just want to stick with that the rest of the year. Yes. You know, like it's not it's like kind of a, almost like a superstition thing at that point. Yeah. Like I'm like, these are comfy. I'm not going to, you know, mess with it. So definitely, you know, we were just talking about the struggles in the minors and all that. Uh, we want to cut now, though, to the to the trade when you go from, you know, Pittsburgh okay. to Tampa. Yeah. Uh, what's now known as maybe one of the biggest uh, fleeces in MLB history, obviously with your uh, you were you were a player to be named later in that though, right? Like you it was, yep. Um, so first of all, before you even get into the actual trade, how was that? Like you know, when that, when the trade first happens, I don't know if you were close with the Aust, you know Austin Meadows or Tyler Glass now at the time. Um, but when you first see the player to be named later, are, are you thinking like you could be like one of those guys? Like, do you know anything about that or at all or no? Uh, at the time, I really didn't know him that well. I mean, they were both kind of in the big leagues, and I was, you know, in my first full season in the in the Appalachian League. Um, but I had maybe had a couple interactions with both of them, and they were both super awesome dudes. Um, definitely some of our top prospects, like everybody was, you know, they were the next guys and all that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just remember seeing the trade a couple weeks before – being like, oh, okay, well, a player to end later. I'm like, not thinking, you know, there's however many players in our organization. I'm like, I have a one in 150 shot, I guess. I don't know. Like, I didn't know what to think. Um, but, yeah, basically when they told me, I was very, very surprised. And it kind of felt like being drafted as far as the turnaround of just like, get called in the manager's office. Hey, uh, you just got a trade to the Rays. Um, thank you for everything. Um, you can clean out your locker and you'll get a call soon. And it was just like, boom. Wow. It's like, okay. So like, yeah, Shane, it's like, all right. Like Shane, I had a, oh yeah. Or like the draft, but like our experience was very different. Uh, I'll touch oh, on mine real really? quick. Yeah. I mean, I yeah hear that so, too. so yeah. Cause I was traded, um, in the off season, big deal. COVID, big yeah, trade. and and obviously that yeah, that was a big trade too. But uh, I'm I'm just gonna go real quick on mine. But basically, all, all that happened was I get a call in January, and uh, it was from Jared Porter. I don't know if Jared probably knows. That's GM oh, yeah. for like two weeks uh, before he got. Yeah, he was like the GM for two weeks because there was a scandal. Um, yeah, not not so good, but yeah, he called me up. Um, and I declined the call twice because I didn't know the number. You didn't have the number, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and the th I got a text saying who it was, and I was I just well it was like ten in the morning, and I texted my buddy and was like, oh, like that's Matthew Allen, and I was like, hey Matt, like did Jared text you? Like maybe he's just checking in because he's new. Uh, and I'm I, again, I'm not thinking straight, like, but. <laughs> I get downstairs and I'm like, wait, the GM wants to talk. This probably means I'm traded. So then I call him and he just short and sweet. You've been traded to Cleveland. Like, do you have any questions? And I didn't have any questions. I, I kind of was shocked. shocked. Yeah. And then yeah. I just, 
refresh Twitter for an hour just to see the trade and who else was going. I didn't know who who I get traded for, like nothing. Um, oh, so yeah. I was just curious, yeah. But different. But I agree with you on the fact that it's, it's like the when you go to a different org like that. It's yeah. It's like especially for me because I was uh I I hadn't had a full season with the Mets yet. That was this was my first full season was going to be with Cleveland. So it was exactly like you said. It was just like being drafted all over again. Yeah, it's it's very weird. I don't think that you can ever like be ready for it or expect it. It, yeah. it, it definitely like shows you the business side um, when it does happen. But I got to play with Archer last year and he was awesome. He was, he was an awesome dude. Yeah. He, like, he's always been like a fan favorite and a cool guy to, to Oh watch. dude, like great in the clubhouse, like um, very, very approachable for me. I mean, he introduced himself to me and I was kind of like, Oh my God. Like, there's Arch, like this dude, you know, two-time all-star, maybe three-time all-star, um, you know, at the top of the game, uh, Ray's legend. Um, but yeah, he was awesome, dude. He was, he was very fun to ask questions and just kind of be around. So on the same team at that time was everyone from the trade. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, pretty wild. That is yeah. wild, yeah. Too. Yeah, yeah I love really Meadows crazy. and Glass now. They're both awesome. Yeah, so you get traded to the Rays, and I, it's safe to say that from then it went very smoothly from the standpoint you pitched very well in the minor leagues. Like, you know, yeah. you rocketed up prospect charts, and then, mm-hmm. you know, you had good statistics, and you get called up against to the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. Was that what was that experience first getting the news how surreal was that yeah. and then pitching against the blue jays and that lineup that had springer guerrero just all these bachette like the oscar yeah, I mean, yeah. Was, how, how, how we were looking at the list last night and we we're like holy shit like this guy's first start yeah all these dudes it's crazy yeah i mean we were in <laughs> charlotte um it was like a week left in the season, maybe, or a few days in AAA. And I remember packing for that trip and just being like, God, I don't have any clean clothes. Like, I'll bring what I have that's clean. And like, I'll just have to either find a way to do laundry there, like maybe, you know, pay the clubbies to help me out. And uh, so I go and sure enough i pitch on tuesday or wednesday maybe thursday and sunday we have our last game of the series and i'm like getting ready to go back to charlotte having zero clean clothes at this point i've worn all of them and uh the manager is like team meeting before the game and, like, we have Brady Williams, who just got promoted to be our third base coach. I literally love him to death. Like, one of my favorite managers I've had. Very uh, – pretty strict, but, like, a very, you know, awesome dude. Um, but he kind of did not put up with BS like that. And so we're all like, oh, damn, like, what did we do? Like, everybody's like, oh, shit, like, we messed up bad. And – this is our first team meeting of the year. Like, we're like, oh, man, like, did somebody get caught on, like, a scooter or something? Because we weren't allowed to be on them. And uh, 
he like brings the whole team in and he's like, uh, yeah, you know, we're going back to Durham tomorrow or going back tonight after the game. Uh, but we won't have one guy with us. Um, he's like, Shane, you're going to start against the Blue Jays on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I just kind of lost it. I was just, like, so surprised. And uh, that was also one of the most fun teams I've been on. So everybody was awesome there. And it was literally like, okay, that night, you know, go to the Charlotte airport and fly to Tampa and play catch the next day at the Trop. And Tuesday was like, let's go. It's time. Did you, did you pitch with a dip in? I I uh, I plead the fifth on that. It's grinds. <laughs> it's grinds. It's the coffee grinds. So right. yeah, we're gonna Respect stick it. with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I also so blame this... Raj for that. <laughs> that was a Raj thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did actually. We were gonna ask you something else, but while we're on the topic. And I asked, I was talking about this with Joss last night. Are a lot of guys now that like weeds legalized and like MLB is kind of relaxing on their weed policies? Are are there a lot of guys? You don't have to give names or any specific details. But I'm just curious. Are there a lot of guys who are like smoking weed before a game or playing while high? I'm, I'm just curious. Oh, dude, I haven't heard about. I haven't heard or seen of any of that. Um, I'm pretty sure that there is a clause in there that you're not supposed to be, you know, under the influence of anything at the field or during the game or any of that. So I haven't seen any of that. Gotcha. I probably would not know what to think if I did. What but, about Doc? Was um, that guy Doc Ellis? Was he the one who pitched on – was it LSD? Oh, on LSD. Oh, yeah. yeah. None of that shit? Legendary. Yeah, he's a legend. No, I have, I have not seen anything like that. If I do, I'll let you know. But uh, – <laughs> No, we got. If you do, no, you got you to let mean, us I'm know. Sure, guys. So, yeah, so we can interview that person because I. I yeah, so y'all can interview that. them. Yeah, because <laughs> I can guarantee it will not be me. So yeah, yeah, I'll get you guys an actual interesting guest. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I'm sure, um, especially in the places where it's legalized, I'm sure guys like to use it to you know, whatever, relax, relax after the game. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that at all yet. Interesting. Very interesting. So you went, you went yeah. from the Blue Jays game to, you know, you pitch against Miami, but then you go to Yankee stadium and yeah. the, Yankee, the Yankees needed to win that game. Um, was that pretty intimidating or do you not even realize like the magnitude of the game from just how focused you are when you're out there? I mean, I think once you throw the first pitch, you kind of forget about it. Um, I also have, I was, I was feeling good because of that Miami game. I really felt like I uh, got in the groove that I wanted to and went deep in the game and kind of, you know, was able to land my pitches how I wanted. And uh, I got a pretty funny story about that one. But basically, night before we clinched uh, first place, so. Uh, that was a Saturday night, and, you know, we pop bottles in the clubhouse, and everybody has a good time. And, uh, like, I have to – I don't have my car there, and I'm, like, I'm not driving home. So, I Ubered home, Ubered to the field the next day, and I'm, like, dude, I don't feel very good. Like, we had a noon game, and I'm just, like, dude, I don't feel very good. Um 
like tried to eat something and my stomach was just not not having it at all like just did not feel good at all and sure enough went out and like probably had one of the best games of the season I had so after that I was like dude like I can do anything yeah I can I can deal with that like I can deal with being a little under the weather whatever and Going to New York was awesome because my dad, growing up, was a big Yankees fan. And, you know, he just – he got to go on that trip, so that was awesome for me. Um, Just warming up in the bullpen and seeing him, like, kind of right above the bullpen, like, hanging over. I'm, like, saying what's up to no one. Just seeing him there. Yeah, just seeing him there, like, excited and, like – He was in a raise. He He was in a raise shirt. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, like, yeah. I was saying, no, yeah. nobody's talking trash to you while you're warming up. No, <laughs> I will say, like, some people were saying some stuff to me. Like, you know, I respect it. Yankees fans, like, they're passionate. They want to win. They'll do whatever to win. And uh, like, there were some people that said some stuff to me, and he's kind of Raj is kind of looking like, like, what's their deal? Like, what? Why are they talking trash? And I'm like, that's just like what they do. It's just what they do here. And, uh, yeah, but that was pretty awesome. That was game 161 or 162. That was very deep in wow. the season. Yeah, and Brandon Lau hit three homers that game. It was ridiculous. Like, I mean, top of the first inning, he hit a homer, and we were up two or three to nothing. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, that takes a lot of pressure off me. Like, Yeah, you started in your first three. Like, that's pretty crazy for a 22-year-old to – Go out those yeah. first three games with three dubs. I just also showed you know. You yeah, know. I didn't. I didn't get the win. I didn't get the win in New York because I didn't pitch five innings, but we did win, which was nice. Yeah. You know, it's just a good feeling in the clubhouse afterwards. And then, then you go everything to a little better. Boston, uh, that's you know for the playoffs. Um, I've seen the videos of the guys that warm up in that bullpen. Is was that pretty intimidating? Because they're right there. The fans are behind you. So luckily I got to luckily I got to throw at home game two. Okay. But game four, we were down two one and Cash came up to me before the game and was like, Hey, you're gonna be in the bullpen tonight. Cause initially they were like, Hey, if we go game five, it's you. I'm like, Okay, cool. And then he's like, Hey, actually, you're going to be in the bullpen tonight. And I was like, oh, God, okay, like, let's do it. And, I mean, it's like 40-something degrees. Like, it's cold, it's windy, it's drizzling a little bit. And I just remember sitting in the bullpen, and we started McHugh that game and probably used, like, eight or nine different pitchers. And the only ones left down there were me and J.P. Fireheisen. And it's a tied game in the eighth inning. And we're both looking at each other like – well, one of us is going in. <laughs> like, kind of like, we're the only two left down here. Right. Like, that's it. And so we're both kind of getting up and stretching and uh, throwing plyos, whatever, just getting loose. And, uh, oh, my God, dude, the fans were going crazy. They do, like, a, a song there in the seventh or eighth inning. Or maybe going in the ninth inning. No, it's the yes. seventh they do. Well, they Carolina. do uh, – they do Sweet Caroline, and then they do uh, Shipping Up to Boston. Oh, right, And that right, song right. is insane. Like, yeah. that was like – seeing that was like – I hadn't seen anything like that before. 
Was, 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 that, awesome. was that your first Fenway time? Was, at, cool. was that your first time at Fenway Park, like the, for the playoff stuff? Yeah, wow. first time at Fenway. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that that's was my first insane. time at Yankee Stadium. Like I, I hadn't been <laughs> any of those parks. It was nuts. So you're you're a rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to play there. Yeah, rookie on a playoff run. Yeah. First, and that's your first time entering Yankee Stadium and yeah, insane, just insane. Yeah, <laughs> most people are graduating college at twenty two, and you're <laughs> pitching in big games against the Yankees and Red Sox. Dude, I know, I know, it was a blast. Like, yeah. it was, it was, it was a heck of an ending to the year. Wish we could have pulled off that, you know, that, that playoff series, but you got to just think about next year. Yeah, there'll be plenty more. Yeah, I hope so. That's the plan. Yeah, so Shane, in September you underwent uh Tommy John surgery, right? Um yeah. first of all, how how's the recovery process going with that? I know obviously tough times, I'm sure. Difficult road ahead to get back there, but how's how's the recovery yeah. been so far? I mean, I've been I've been blessed that it, it's been good so far. Um I think I had surgery like late September, very end of September, so I'm I'm almost like three and a half months, somewhere around there. Um, like probably two and a half months, two months until I get to start playing catch and all that. So, so I mean, it's gone really well. Um, super thankful to, you know, the doctors that helped me and the PT I'm doing here um, has been really good. And yeah, I mean, it's feeling like I got like a normal arm again. You know, I I almost feel like I could like throw right now if I needed to. So. They're like it's an going really like good. You really, you really oh, want yeah. to pick it. Yeah. Dude, like I got a baseball sitting right here. Like, like that. I, I just Love sit it. here and just hold like all the time. Like I'm just like, oh, I can't wait. So in season, do you travel with a team or do you stay at a certain place? So I'll be – all of the injured list people will be at Tropicana just doing rehab. Um, all season won't be traveling um, unless there's kind of like a – maybe a special occasion but yeah i'll be i'll be at the tropicana with uh with the the team there um just rehabbing and building up throwing wise and you know work on my body and finish up you know the pt and stuff do you get to suit up or do you uh do you when the the games start you have to get you know you get kicked out because i guess i don't know if there's a roster rule where you can't be there but yeah, so if you're on the injured list, you can you can be in the dugout. So that's pretty cool. Usually, I sit and watch the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I just like watching it, and I like you know talking to teammates about what they think. The veteran guys, you know, what would you throw here? Like, what would you not throw here? Stuff like that. And I just like trying to brands. learn as much as I can. Like, yeah. that's really the only thing I can do right now. So. Um, I'll definitely be doing that and just, you know, trying to soak it in and just watch and learn as much as I can. For sure. So are you supposed to, I mean, I, I read that you're going to miss the 2023 season, but hypothetically yeah. the recovery process was going like more, was it was going better than you guys expected. Is there a chance you could return to the race at, at some point in 2023 or is that just completely off the table? <sighs> I mean, I honestly don't know. Um, Obviously, I listen to them and trust them with everything. So, uh, kind of whatever they think. But, I mean, that's not really the plan right now. But I don't know uh, if I'm feeling good. You know, I 
am super ahead or something like it. I'm sure it could be a possibility, but uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Kind of just trying to take it slow and go one day at a time type of thing. Well, you remember when Marcus Stroman tore his ACL and they thought it was going to take like like a whole year and he ended up yeah. back, I think, what was that, like 2015, I think, for the playoffs? Yeah, that's uh, nuts. Yeah. That's a, the only thing I got to say about that, ACL and UCL are, yeah. are very – different and team yeah. are gonna take those two things especially for a pitcher very differently so right. you know i'd have to imagine i mean shane knows best yeah but i think like a team would probably be very cautious on yeah definitely play safe <laughs> yeah in that aspect yeah especially i mean we saw so glass come back at the end of this year yeah i don't know what his timeline was but and he came back and looked awesome for us at the end of the season in the yeah. playoffs so I don't remember exactly when he had surgery, but, I mean, he looked great. Yeah, so here we are, Shane, 2023. You know, we, we race fans have seen flashes of your potential. Obviously, everyone's been hyping you up now for years. You're probably going to yeah. miss all this coming season, but next year, 2024, you will be coming back. Um, yeah. So w- what are your future goals moving forward? I mean, I think just helping a team win and being – being a guy on that team that they feel like they can rely on, you know, just being a steady workhorse for them and and just really getting as much out of myself as I can, you know, I think baseball is a lot of, you know, mental, like it takes a lot of mental toughness and strength just to like get through a season. And I mean, uh, just, I love that aspect of it and just trying to, do the best that I can. And I don't really have any like, oh, I really want to make this many all-star games or whatever. You know, it's like I've loved being on a team that's competing and it's been, it's made it so much more fun and makes you want to work even harder. You know, it's like, it's a, I think just being on a, a winning team would be, would be great. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. And the Rays, I mean, even though they have, a, you know, obviously a smaller market, smaller payroll, they're still able to year in and year out stay competitive, make the playoffs more often than not. Um, so why do you think so many players go to Tampa and they're, they're able to, to succeed consistently? Like, like, why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, everybody jokes there's something in the water, like in our <laughs> stadium or something. But uh, I think it's just a combination of, like we're so good at acquiring players, like a, our front office does a good job of, you know, doing their research and um, finding guys that they like and, you know, helping them find what they're good at or, you know, just giving them some direction can help a lot sometimes. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but I've loved it so far. I mean, it's, it is a smaller market, but like, it's pretty cool whenever, it seems like everyone that's a, a big fan is very like they're true fans. You know, they're not like, you know, if I see somebody in downtown St. Petersburg at like, you know, a coffee place or something, they're so nice, you know, they're, you you know, we hope we're, you, we hope you get back healthy soon and all that stuff. So it's like, they're very genuine and I've loved it so far. And I mean, it's a good division to play in. It's been a lot of fun. So you faced Aaron Judge last year. Yeah. It was a year that one of the greatest years of all time, many consider. 
uh, for a hitter. You know, when the guy's in that, when, when the guy's <laughs> in that kind of groove, you, he he got you once, but you got he him didn't once. Give you much. But yeah, you got, yeah. So, like, what was your mindset when you faced him? I guess the first time, and then the second time because it was a pretty big moment. The second time because it was basically yeah. loaded, right? Yeah. So it wasn't so the first there? time. It wasn't the first time I faced him. I actually got to face him in 2021. Um, yeah, for last year at Yankee yeah. Stadium, and I think I walked him or something. But I was like, you know, I'm. I've seen him before. Um, I didn't really have any type of like, oh, I'm really gonna stick with this pitch here or any of that. Um, but first at bat, I remember thinking like, okay, I got nobody on. Like, I gotta go at him. Like, this is the time to do it. And so I think I threw a first pitch slider for a ball. And then I threw another one for a strike and he hit a fly ball to center field. And I remember being like, okay, like, like, all right, this dude's like leading the league in everything, which he's also an awesome dude from what I've heard. And he's very fun to compete with because he's so good. But I remember being like, okay, like I can get him out. Like it's possible, yeah. you know, like, and then, the second at bat, he comes up and I'm like, okay, nobody on again. Like, I got to go right at him. Can't walk him. Like, I don't want to be one of those people that doesn't pitch to him. You know, like, I'm not putting him on base and letting, you know, Rizzo or Stanton hit with runners on. And so I threw him a first pitch slider again and kind of hung it and he got it. Like, he, he hit it pretty good. And I remember just being like, damn, like, at least it was like to – probably the best hitter in baseball right now and i remember at the end of the season like seeing all of the mashups they'd be like oh all of aaron judge's 62 home runs and like it would be like super (laughs) fast and i just remember being like oh yeah they're waiting for your part yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm like okay there's me one of the many uh, judge victims yep (laughs) yeah literally i'm like get that record without me so like i should definitely get something in return but a piece yeah. of the contract you are part of history, you... yeah. <laughs> dude i'm i'm like anything like <laughs> something that's awesome but yeah. and then the third at bat was good because i had bases loaded and i was like well now i have to get him or it's gonna get ugly we're up like one nothing at the time so i was like all right well now i have to get him but yeah or we were up two to one maybe and yeah i got him that at bat so I'd say we're pretty even right now, but he's he's a very good hitter, good approach. For sure. Would you say Judge is the is the toughest guy you've ever faced? He's up there. I don't think of anyone else where I'd be like, oh yeah, I'd rather face Judge than him. Like, <laughs> do you have like a do you have like a top five list of like toughest guys you've ever faced? In no particular order. Yeah, I would say Judge is up there. Um, goodness, I would say like Springer's probably up there. Um, Vlad is up there. Vlad Jr. Springer's tough because he he keeps that bats alive too. Like he's pesky. He's tough to get out. Oh yeah, and like he has such a good eye that you throw a good pitch and you're like, how do you not swing at that? Like, right? Like, am I tipping my pitches or something? Like, how does he know? <laughs> it's like he knew it was coming and. Um, I'm trying to think of other people. Rizzo. Rizzo is a good, good, good hitter, too. Um, let me think of some other teams that I've played against. Um, 
Oh, I'd say like uh, probably like um, trying to think of somebody that got me a little bit. I would say maybe. Oh, I'll just go with Stanton. That's easy too. I was thinking that he hits, get you, hits the ball yeah. so hard. Huh? <laughs> Did he ever get you? I don't think so. Oh, I could throw in like Devers or Bogarts. Oh yeah, oh, they're yeah. both freaks too. They're both very good. Bogarts is pretty pretty good. We've heard rumors of the Rays potentially um, moving cities. We've heard like Montreal. Some people have said Vegas. Is there yeah. a city that like you would think would be a cool maybe expansion for, for the Rays if they were to move out of Tampa or? Would you rather? I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm just asking you how you feel about it, maybe an expansion. Yeah, I mean, I've heard about this the stadium stuff for a little bit now. Um, obviously, there's so much like stuff at play for that. Like, yeah, like I have no idea what all goes into that, and like it's probably a ridiculous amount of logistics and all that. And I don't even know who gets to decide ultimately, but. I mean, I honestly don't hate the trop. Mm-hmm. It's nice that it's inside. Um, I I mean, I guarantee if we had a stadium like in either St. Pete or Tampa Bay, like either one, I'm sure it would – it would like – just having a new stadium, I feel like kind of – It would bring know, fans. It just makes people want to go. Yeah. yeah, it just makes people want to go more because it's new and – all that they haven't seen it before and i mean like i said i have no idea what even would make that happen but yeah i mean i like tampa i like tampa like i kind of want to stay there tampa seems but, so fun i gotta check it out yeah it's it's good and, and florida i have no such idea a baseball, it's florida such a baseball state like you know you're telling me we yeah. can't find room for two teams in florida with all the talent we've seen come out of there and i know yeah. i've been to florida a lot i know people there love baseball like it, it would suck to see the rays leave i personally think they should just build like a new stadium in, in, in tampa like, like another yeah tampa. yeah i don't know what year that word like the trap is finished or any of that but mm-hmm. hopefully i'm still there but uh yeah, that would be awesome. Shane, I wish we had more time to ask you more questions. Me and Josh probably come up with like a million more, but uh, yeah. I don't want to hold you too long here. Um, yeah, Are you thank good? you so much for joining us as our first guest, man. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate um, y'all. Thanks, it'd be great Shane. to maybe yeah. uh, maybe reconnect like a year from now when after the Tommy John set a little bit and you're back in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, Once y'all yeah. are all blown up, and I'm gonna have to beg y'all to come back on. Oh, hopefully, man. Hopefully, no. We'll always make room for you, Shane. You're the first guy, so. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on. It was an honor to be the first. Hell yeah, man! First of many. Definitely. All right, Shane. Well, best of luck with the the Tommy John recovery and uh, you know everything coming up for you in the next year. Um, again, just thank you so much. Best of luck with everything.